Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today's episode is entitled Effect of Lanoprostine Bunad on Optic Nerve Head Blood Flow. I'd like to thank our topical editor and host, Dr. Mika Moy, and our topical expert, Dr. Andrew Mick. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Welcome. In this episode, we're going to be discussing a paper that looks at optic uh, nerve head blood flow and glaucoma medicines. I'm Dr. Mika Moy, and our guest expert for this episode is Dr. Andrew Mick. Dr. Mick is an attending at the San Francisco VA Medical Center, where he works with many veterans with glaucoma. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome, Dr. Moy. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Today's article is titled The Effect of Latanoprostine Bunod on Optic Nerve Head Blood Flow by Dan Samaha and his colleagues, and it was published recently in the Academy's journal, Optometry and Vision Science. So, Andrew, what hypothesis did the authors want to explore in this paper? The hypothesis they were looking to explore was essentially the addition of the nitric oxide donating moiety that's in latanoprostine bunod does that result in an increase in capillary oxygen saturation and uh, capillary blood volume in the optic nerve head vasculature? Boy, that's a mouthful. So why is that important to know? Well, uh, and this is what I think is really interesting about this article. You know, the only way we currently treat glaucoma is to lower the interocular pressure. But we know that glaucoma is multifactorial. And most of us, I, I think there's a general belief that part of the pathogenesis of glaucoma is a dysregulation of blood flow at the optic nerve head. Mm -hmm. So if you have a drug that in addition to lowering interocular pressure also increases optic nerve blood flow, there would be an additional benefit to just lowering the IOP by essentially fighting this vascular dysregulation resulting in hypoxia in glaucoma patients. Okay, so what did this paper find? So I don't know about you, Dr. Moy, but when you read this, did you have to go look up what uh, the particular technology was that they used to, to, to actually measure this? So they, they use this very interesting technology called multi-channel spectroreflectometry. And I, hopefully that's the only time I have to say this. But essentially what they did is, is that they shine light on the optic nerve head and then they analyze the reflected light back. And mm-hmm. they had a, a, a an instrument that able was kind of tease out the spectral signals that were coming from hemoglobin and oxygenated hemoglobin. So they use this technology to essentially be able to calculate oxygen uh, or oxygen saturation and also blood volume at the optic nerve head. So they essentially took a, a group of 23 patients and they uh, made a baseline measurement and then they had them use both latanoprost and latanoprostine bunod for seven days. They remeasured them at three different time points. Then they did a washout and then they did a crossover. So the same patients then used the opposite drug seven days and then remeasured. Okay. So that's the, the basic you know synopsis of the methods. And what they found really were, were, were kind of in the two main groups. One was looking at capillary oxygen saturation. And for capillary oxygen saturation, they found that latanoprost alone did not change the oxygen saturation compared to baseline. But the latanoprostine bunod that has the additional nitric oxide donating moiety showed a statistically significant increase in that capillary oxygen saturation compared to not only baseline, but also compared to the latanoprost. For the, ah. uh, yes, well, yes. I was going to say, but in healthy non-glaucomatous patients. Correct, correct. And, 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 and I think we'll, we'll get to, you know, that, that element of it too. Um, real quick, the other major finding was looking at blood volume. 
And what they found is that both drugs actually increased blood volume a little bit, but for latanoprost alone, it was only um, in, in increased on two of the three measurement times. So it wasn't a big effect, whereas for latanoprostine bunad, it was, again, statistically significantly increased compared to both baseline and compared to latanoprost. So the addition of that nitric oxide moiety resulted in a higher level of oxygen saturation and capillary blood volume compared to baseline and compared to latanoprost uh, alone. So that seems to give us hope that maybe this is actually doing what we want it to do when we have a one-two punch. But- you know, as with any new medicine, often there are barriers to access that new medicine in terms of insurance coverage. It's more expensive um, to start with, et cetera. What are you finding at the VA? Do you have access to this medicine? Yeah, it is. It's what we call a, a non-formulary drug, meaning that it is available, but you have to kind of meet a certain uh, level of evidence to support it because it is much more expensive than the generic alternatives that also lower interocular pressure. So at our VA, we have to show that they failed multiple other glaucoma drugs that are generic because of the increased cost that's associated with this drug. So would you say in, you know, non-scientifically, just with your gut, Andrew, um, when you have to switch patients to this drug, are you excited by the results that you're seeing or are you seeing a result that's different? Well, you know, it, the really hard part, and really this gets to the, the challenge with, um, showing a true neuroprotective effect in glaucoma drugs is that you have to follow these patients out for many, many years. Glaucoma is a slowly progressive uh, disease. It's changing two things. It's lowering the pressure and it's also potentially having this effect on the, you know, this dysregulation of the optic nerve head. So what we really need is essentially a study that prospectively follows patients in these two arms for a prolonged period of time with glaucoma before we'll really be able to know. I will say that, you know, when the rubber hits the road, um, I definitely think it, in a patient that, you know, continues to, to progress despite the IOP being at, at what we would think would be low enough to stop progression, or in a patient that we're, that we're down to our last alternative, that, you know, considering using this drug that may have the secondary mechanism, even though right now it's it's still theoretic, would be would be something that would be considered. Well, fantastic. Well, let's end it there with hope for our glaucoma patients. Um, thanks, Andrew, for joining us today. Thanks, Dr. Moy. And a special thanks to CooperVision for their educational grant to make it all happen.